Welcome to the Moments Matter podcast, where empty nesting mom Sonia and her adulting daughter Julia, that's me, discuss what it takes to have healthy, faithful relationships with your teens all the way into their adult years. Tune in each week as we pick a life moment and talk about why it already matters and how we can take it to the next level with actionable purpose and true joy, even when it's hard. I'm Julia, and today I'm on with my mom, Sonia. Um, And we're going to be talking about having good relationships, how to have good relationships with your adult kids. Um, In this situation, I'm the adult kid, and my mom is my mom. (laughs) I'm I'm the mom. But before we get into that, I was going to ask you, okay, so, well, I was going to tell you, and then I was going to ask you how you feel about puzzles, because this is random, but... My husband has been, like, doing puzzles, like, all the time. (laughs) I did not know this before I married him, but he loved puzzles. He never disclosed that he loved puzzles. Uh And now we have, like, so many puzzles. (laughs) And the problem that we have is that we live in an 850-square-foot apartment. So where does the puzzle – where do you think the puzzle goes when he's doing the puzzle? (laughs) (laughs) Where does the puzzle go when he's doing it? Yes. I'm guessing, huh? It's in the middle of everything. <laughs> yeah, on the dining room table. Room table. <laughs> Do you know how long those puzzles stay on the dining room table? <laughs> Weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you, you get it. You, you, yeah, because he's busy and there's time. I know. Your dad finally bought me a puzzle table. Well, it's because you have like a million square feet in your house, okay. I know, but it's like, it's a littler table. But I found though, like my one puzzle was, I had to do it long ways with the table instead of like, I I, I bought this table. It's only three feet long and like two feet wide or something like that. Yeah. But I tried to do a puzzle that was more than two feet high, (laughs) right? So I had, so I couldn't put the table over my chair and do it. Like that's what I was hoping for. This this table would be like, I could sit in my chair in the living room and pull it over my chair, right? Yeah. No, not this one. I had to pull the end of it to me and scooch forward and try to do it. I'm like, this is, (laughs) this is not what I wanted, but it was just the one puzzle that I was doing. So maybe other ones will work. I don't know. It might be too small. (laughs) That's so my, hilarious. But I've had to how do you have a puzzle my, table if it's too small? That's not. I know that does not work. Not a puzzle well. table. <laughs> I'm trying to find solutions though, because that's true. They go on the kitchen table, and then you have company over, or you know something. You have to move them. Yes, and you're you do like, have I'm to not move done them. with them. And how do you move a puzzle when you're in the middle of it? Good oh, question. That's... Caleb has. A system now. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. You take like the corner piece and you put it back in the box as carefully as possible. Right? Yeah. Yes. And then he'll like go put it somewhere else, like in our office or something. And so like all the puzzle, like the sections of the puzzle. Oh, the sections are on different pieces. Yeah. And then he here. now, mm-hmm. because this is how he learned this for me, but I <laughs> I um start the way I do puzzles, he does them very systematically and logically, which is really cool because he gets them done way faster. What I do is like section them by color, you know? And um And then I do it that way. And so when he started sectioning them by color, he still does it systematically, but he'll section them each by, like, shade. Um, Mm -hmm. He can take those, like, 
it's really cool the way that he does it, but he just takes those sections and he'll keep them like in a baggie or something like each section, you know, um, if he hasn't done it yet. So like, <laughs> but I've, I've done that before. No, but I've done that before. I was just thinking that I'm like, no way I've done that when I had to move uh, once and yeah. I had to, and I put the pieces in the baggies so that because it, you want to keep those together because you don't want to be looking for them again because you weren't to that part of the puzzle yet, but you recognized that they all went together. Right. So you'd put them over to the side because I'm going to get to that eventually, but yeah. it wasn't. The, yeah. So I've done that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a really, I did not know what you were going to ask me today. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting. I, I think it's interesting. It's funny because this is like a newer development, not really that he's loved puzzles, but that he's doing a lot of them because it helps him with like, Stress. With stress, yeah. And he listens to, like, his books and stuff that he has to read for class um, while he's doing it, which is really cool. And I don't mind that he does puzzles at all. I think it's great. (laughs) I just think it's really funny that our small group started asking us (laughs) (laughs) because they would come in and he wouldn't have – he just – he left it on the table for the small group. And they would always come in and see his progress. And so they're like, oh, Oh, you got this part done. You got this part done. Nice. Um, because we nice. have no room. Did he freak out if someone you went to put a piece in it? Like mentally? What, what does he do? What does he do in his Does his mind go all crazy if someone tried to put a piece in oh, when they came to see I it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I always go, That's people, funny. you know, come over or whatever and they would like go to do that. I mean, oh, they would inside. do it in your puzzle? They would like take a piece or something. Yeah. And you're like, your insides <gasps> just start to go. It's my puzzle. <laughs> <Don't>, yeah. <laughs> It's I don't think I don't, I don't know, know if I'm a, would do that. I'm not a I'm not a like a share my puzzle kind of person. I guess I didn't realize about this about myself. But I wonder. I wonder well, if, he, if who he feels the goes same into him. someone the middle of someone's project and starts doing it for them. Well, That's because weird it's a too. puzzle. It's a puzzles are for everybody, right? Is what people are think. They? I bet. Yeah, they are not for some of us. <laughs> Apparently. That's so interesting. I would never think to go up to someone else's puzzle and go, oh, I'm going to put the pieces in because they're not done with it. I don't know. That's just not me. I don't know. I don't but know. I'm sure Depends other people just don't how far it was, it. maybe. I don't know because I can – I'm one of those people with puzzles, too. I can see a piece and see exactly where it goes. It's weird. Interesting. That's very – and I, I think that the way his brain works, it's probably pretty similar. That's why he can do them faster, too. But I – okay, so here's a question for you, puzzle lovers out there, what do you do with your finished puzzles? Mm. How long do they sit out for? Pretty long. Not me, but. And then, <laughs> and then what do you, <laughs> then what do you do with them? Yeah. And I was thinking about this because I'm like, oh, I'm not really going to do a puzzle again. I did, Ever? I did frame one. What are you talking one of my, about? Well, I like new puzzles. Oh, you're not going to ever like do books, the same like, puzzle again. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I thought so you just said I, anyway. <laughs> no. No, I framed one because it's one of my favorite puzzles. And I think I'm gonna do that with another one. The one I framed was about books, which I love books, and it looks like a really cool library. And then I oh, have one nice. about coffee, yeah, I did see which that is one. my other love. And I think I'm gonna redo that one and put it in a poster thingy. Yeah. Cool. But anyway, those ones that I do that are Christmassy or whatever, do you know that a great place to take them to donate them is to old folks' homes? like retirement, Hmm. um, facilities and, you know, where, because that they, they take those all the time because that's a lot of older people like to do puzzles. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so they don't have to purchase those and make sure all the pieces are there because you did the puzzle. So anyway, Hmm. it's just a cool thing for listeners out there. If you don't know what to do with those puzzles that you've done, that's a really good place to take them. Yeah. That's awesome. Donate them. So I've got a few I've got to take. So 
Well, anyway, with that that being said, said, yeah, (laughs) that being said. So that brings us to an actual topic today, not anything more about puzzles or anything, but we're (laughs) going to be talking about what does parenting an adult child look like in reality? And I know in the past that we've talked about this, um, but today I kind of want to really just lay it out there, plain points um, about that, because we just had someone reach out to us, and I thought, you know what, it's good to recap, and it's really good to say things more straightforward sometimes, because it's not always easy to catch what we say when we talk sometimes, (laughs) and so I thought, you know, that's a good, it's a good topic. It's something that um, Moments Matter is um, a lot about, because you and I are in that position right now. You're obviously my adult child and I'm your mom. And it's just a really, um, it's been a different kind of transition. Yeah. It's not necessarily easy (laughs) (laughs) all the time either. So I think you're right. I think we have talked about it in a couple of other episodes, but not like very specifically about just having a healthy relationship, how to like talk to your adult child. Or your adult kid. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is really good. So what do you, just going right into it, like what is mm-hmm. the first of, what would you say to someone who is either the parent or even the adult kid, probably the parent from your end, about how to yeah. um, have a well, conversation with your kids? The one, number one thing, though, is that what I want to say is like I'm their parent still, as in i birthed these people and they're my children, but I'm not parenting them anymore. Okay. And I'll, I'm going to like expound on that as we go along, but I'm not in that parenting action everyday mode of being, you know, I'm your parent, (laughs) right? But I'm not parenting you. Um, Meaning I'm not in your everyday life and everyday business. I have two or three, well, I think I have three or four things about respect. Um, That's a big word when it comes to having adult children. It's something that we have to learn as a parent, right? Because we've we've asked and uh, we've demanded respect from our children up to this point. And it's something that's biblical, and it's something that we've taught them to do. But now there's a switch, and they are adults, and a lot of them are becoming parents, and they're doing the parenting thing. So I believe the respect needs to go both ways. And I have some practical ways that I think that we should be doing this, and I hope, Julia, you'll you'll affirm these things or say, well, wait a minute, Mom, or whatever Through as I go through them. But the first one that I want to talk about is um, respecting their plans, <laughs> right? This starts as early as when they're still kind of, they might be living in your home while they're going to college or they're, you know, right transitioning out of that high school phase, and it's respect their plans meaning I give them space to live their own lives and I don't assume that I'm a part of everything in their life. Mm -hmm. So they're making plans with other people and other friends, especially after they're married. (laughs) They have, you know, we may or may not go to the same church. We may or may not run in the same circles. When we do, we do come together 
in those things and we're there, but I don't necessarily assume I'm invited to everything they host at their house. This is um, especially for when you live close. So this really wasn't a big deal when I lived away from all three of my children. But now I live an hour away from my oldest and her husband, and they've been married almost seven years. And, you know, it was really funny because we've actually had this conversation because they were feeling funny and weird because they weren't inviting us to everything. And we were feeling weird because we didn't want to be invited to everything. And sometimes when we go, we feel out of place because that's not our crowd of people right? That's not our friends. That's not our family. Not that we don't want to be a part of things. Like, of course, when it's a birthday party for one of the kids, I'm going to say, yes, I want to come your way. I want to be at your house. I want to be there with um, your in-laws. I love your in-laws. They're good friends of ours. I want to be there with your best friend and her husband and their family because they are a big part of your lives. I want to be there with your life group because I want to know who they are. I want to celebrate with you. But when you have game night, with all of your life group, you don't have to call mom and dad. Mom and dad actually want to learn how to go out on their own <laughs> and get their own friends and, and you know, live their lives too. Um, and that, I guess, goes both ways. I, she, you know, you guys need to respect our plans when we have plans and don't expect to be invited to all of our things either. Mm-hmm. Do you kind yeah, of Yeah, and it goes, and it goes... Like, the other way as well, when they don't invite you to things, don't be offended. You know, like, when they don't. Right, exactly. When they don't. Because what you're saying is you guys had the problem of, like, Ashley and Simeon wanting to invite you over all the time to all the things. And um, in the end. Or not. It just was like or a not lot. wanting to. But Well, yeah. But then I'm saying there's the yeah. other problem of, you know, when they don't want you to come and you just kind of insert yourself and say, oh, well, I'll be there or whatever without actually getting an invite. That does, that would drive me crazy. I've had not necessarily parents, but other people in my life just kind of be like, we're going to be there this and this time without actually asking me. And that's not respectful of my plans and my life um, just to kind of do that. So that's a really good one, mom. That's good. <laughs> yes. Respect their plans. If you're not invited, don't get your feelings hurt. They're living their lives just like we should also be living ours. And we'll talk about that a little later too. What does that look like? What does that mean? What, why do I even say that? Um, but respect their plans. The other thing is respect their space. So plans and space, right? Two different things. So plans might be they're actually going to the zoo with a bunch of people or to the park with a bunch of people or they're going on vacation with their other side of their family or, you know, lots of different things. They might be planning a big um, game night with their friends, um, all of those sorts of things. Don't assume, always ask for an invitation, which they do offer invitations every now and again. So it's really cool that way. But respect their space. I mean, their home. It's not your home. I mean, wait for an invitation or ask to drop in and come see them. Mm -hmm. I know my daughter loves me. I know my son-in-law loves me. But I also know they don't always love to see me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know that it, they are forming their own family and their own traditions and their own lives. And they want to leave their house a mess every now and then 
you know, or a lot or whatever, or it's been a bad day or the kids are sick and it's crazy or whatever. I need to respect that I can't just drop in all the time. I literally, we we did this last night. So we're going out of town here this weekend, and we won't see them for a week and a half. And um, your dad really wanted to go see everybody before we left. And I said, well, I'll call Ashley and, and see what happened. I called Ashley, and kids are screaming in the background. She's almost crying. She got a nail in the tire. One of them has pink eye, blah, blah, blah. Everything has gone wrong that day, right? And I went, you know what? That text I sent earlier about us coming over, never mind. Don't worry about it. You don't have to answer if it's a good night to come see you because it's not going to be a good night and it's going to cause you more stress. And so I said, we'll see you as soon as we get back. I'll text you from Michigan or call you. You know, We'll keep in touch if we need to and or whatever, but we'll come see you as soon as we can when we get back. How about that? And she was so thankful for that, right? Because I asked. I had asked in the first place if we could come see them. We didn't just drive. You know, it is because we have to drive an hour, but we were just going to take a drive in the convertible anyway. So we thought we might as well go that way. We just went another way last night. We didn't go to their house. But I I just think there's a respect there to respecting their space. Yeah. You kind of have to read the room, like just what you just gave an example <laughs> yes. of. You just, you kind of, you have to know your children enough to know how they're actually feeling or thinking because sometimes they don't want to actually tell you no. Sometimes it's hard for them to say no or that they're having no, <laughs> it's just difficult. They're having a long day and they really don't want to see you or you've called a million times and clearly they're not answering <laughs> because they don't want to talk, but they don't want to tell you that they don't want to talk. Um, not that I'm speaking from experience, but. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, hey, but I get yeah, the hint. like reading the room. Some Everyone has bad days or everyone has seasons of life where it's just not great for your parents to come the the at the time that they want to or vice versa and just be aware of that like I think that's great advice just to know I love the way that you put that and even the example that you gave because you do have to know your kids enough to know this is really not a great time I love you guys I'm sorry you're having a rough time and um, we'll stay away <laughs> and just be honest, and that's okay. I think that's really good. Um, the next one that I thought about was um, it's similar to the respect their plans, but it's different. Respect that they have a life outside of you. This one's a hard, hard one as a parent of an adult child because for how many years you were we were integral in every aspect of your life. So we we knew all of your plans. We knew what you were eating because we were the one fixing it or buying it or whatever. We we knew what clothes you were wearing because we were helping to purchase them. Even as teenagers, right? We saw you every day. Um, we were part of, because um, you had to ask permission to go do things. We just knew what was going on. And if as a you know, parent, I asked a lot of questions. What was going on with your friends? What was going on with, right? Um, if you had a boyfriend, we talked about his family, all of these things, right? So it is very, I think this is one of the hardest ones for moms to understand. I don't need to expect, you don't need to expect that they're going to share everything with you. They're not going to share every detail of their life. 
They're, they're not going to tell you every time that they're going to go out for the weekend or away for the weekend or, or whatever. I, I love when they do. I love when they tell me that they're having game night, but sometimes I find out, you know, after the fact that they had all these people over and blah, 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 and this is what they did. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm excited for them and happy for them. I didn't know it was happening and that's okay. Sometimes, you know, the, our tendency as a mom is to get FOMO or to feel like it's something against us. And that's so not true. You have raised these children to be their own adults, their own, live their own lives. And we don't have to be a part of them. Um, I also don't call every day or ask continual questions. I don't. I, I try not to, even yeah. when we're on the call, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jules. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, I think um, if you were doing that, I honestly believe it would probably be an unhealthy relationship. And I'm just going to say that because it, it's there are concerning signs. Like, if you're always, and I'm saying this from my perspective, but it's also the other way around. If you're always talking to your mom every day and just not it cannot be necessarily a bad thing but for the most part it is a red flag that you're not um I'm gonna use a big word here differentiating yourself enough (laughs) from them that like it's just it doesn't seem healthy if you're always if your mom is always calling or you're always calling like every single day I don't know I, I would say this especially for those that are married. I don't know if I would say this necessarily with those that are not married and are in college still, you know, like are younger, a little bit younger. I would just, um, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's true? You can argue against me on that one, but I really do think that there is a healthy boundary. No, there is a healthy boundary. that close of a relationship with your parents that it's like, she's my, like, best friend not that you can't say that she's your best friend but like she's my best friend who I tell everything every time and we talk every day I I don't know you might have a different opinion than me on that but I do feel like there is a little bit of a I'm not sure that's necessarily healthy and it might point to some indicators that you're um that you are using them as like a I don't know, an emotional support. I don't know. That's, I wasn't planning on saying all of that. I don't know if that's yeah, exactly no, true. I don't, that's probably not the way. Okay. So I'm going to say this. I believe partly. Okay. Some, how do I say this? How do I want to say it? Um, when you're first married, there might be more contact, but as you more into the marriage and as you start becoming deeper friends with your spouse and you're doing more things on your own, that naturally goes less and less. I believe if it's healthy, if it's healthy, if your relationship is healthy, because I say this because there are some personalities though that just want to know what's going on in your life or, and they want you to share in their life and that's okay. It's the dependency on asking too much of like, we've noticed sometimes even in all three of you, 
when you were first married, you would refer to dad or I for answers to questions instead of your husband's first. Right. And how we helped you see that going to your husband's first was the proper way to do it. Like we'd say, so what did Simeon say or what did Caleb say or what did Parker say, right? I and guess then we I'm would. mainly thinking of relationships that they can't go one day without talking to their parents, like on their honeymoon even, like to the point oh, yeah. of there's just this connection that should not be there anymore and should be with your spouse. And um, and so I agree with you on that. I guess maybe what I said was just too extreme, but I'm talking like – I'm talking extremes. I'm talking when you can't go a day without talking to them. And, um, when you, you know, like things like your honeymoon or family vacations where you still can't, you have to tell your parents everything you're doing and you're still calling your mom every day on your vacation, you know, stuff like that. Right. I'm yes. saying more right. like yes. that. I feel no. like there's not a, you need to start <laughs> at some point. Right. It's yeah. healthy for adult children and their parents to start moving to away from away each other, from having yes. different lives. So that's all I was saying to that point. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we were saying because we were saying respect um, that they have a life outside of you and respect yeah. their space and respect their plans. Like that all fits right into that category because what we're doing, and that is what we hope for, is that we're helping them mature in their relationship with their husbands and their marriages mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. You go on a trip and then like three days in, I'm going to send you a picture of all the fun I'm having so you can be jealous. You know, no. Not because, (laughs) but you know, or, you know, just as a check-in and say, Hey, you know, um, this is like really fun. We want to show this to you because, right. And we try to do that in Israel. You can. You don't need to. It's the need to part. Yes. It's the need to. And it's the, it's, I don't know, like, don't be annoying, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Right. Well, I'm just saying it, it is. If it's if you need to contact your children every day or every two days, that that is a red flag when they're yes, adults. I believe so too. Yes, I I, I fully agree with that. So anyway, totally. moving on, totally. <laughs> moving <laughs> on. Yes, because I think we are saying the same thing but differently. Yeah. So yes, um, yeah. I just wanted to that last one about respect that they have a life outside of you. It's the same thing too. I, I have a life outside of them and I, as an empty nester mom, I'm more importantly, I'm a wife to my husband and I'm his best friend. And we now have this life together outside of our children and I don't need to include my children in all of my plans. That was hard for me, not to tell them everything that we were doing. We tend to tell them if we're going to go on a long trip or whatever, just so they know that we're, you know, traveling or to the extent, but I don't tell them every time we're doing something around home because that's called living. Raising children was my God-given job. Being their support, their counsel, if they ask for it, right? Um, that was that was my that was my god-given job my god-given job now as the role that i play as a parent to my adult children not parenting them but i'm a parent i'm still a support if they need it if they need it and ask for it 
I'm still counsel. I'm, I'm hopefully a wise counsel that they come and seek when they're struggling with something spiritually or, you know, emo- emotional, any of that, that I can also be on their, their board of directors if they need me to be, but I don't have to be. Um, I'm also their kid's gram, grandma. I'm their Grammy. That's my new job too. And in that, I'm, I have a new role. I have a role to support my my daughters um, by the fact that I'm going to love their children. I'm going to try to lead their children to Christ as best as I can. I'm going to make sure that they are, you know, loved and and accepted in our family and known that they are precious in our sight and in God's sight, especially, right? That's one of my new jobs to do. But I also don't need to overstep in that area at all. We've talked about that before, but this is my new job. This is my, I, I, I am these things for my children. I'm not everything for my children anymore. I've stopped parenting and I'm a parent. We raise our children to be independent and to succeed, and now we need to let them do it. I love being my daughter's friend. Now, I I hope I'm not One necessarily of your best friends. <laughs> exactly, and I don't in, I don't expect them to. Um, I don't know. I don't. I expect them to have other friends, mm-hmm. and I'm not jealous of those things. I love my relationship that I have with each of my girls. What? Why are you looking at me like that? You're not jealous all the time or the other sometimes you might be a little jealous. Sometimes I'm a little jealous. Sometimes I'm a little (laughs) jealous of something, you know, but I just because I didn't have a best friend back then. Now I have a best friend and I get to do things too. So with my best friend that y'all get to. (laughs) Yes. And so, um, but that's a whole new. You made other friends. That's that's another yes. one, I feel like. You made other friends. For sure. You need other friends. You need to have something else in your life to concentrate on. That's the thing. Not just being a grandma. Right. Not just being a grandma. Not just being a parent. Um, even though my my role as their mom, that doesn't change. I, I mean, I'm my role changes. Sorry. I'm always their mom, but my role changes. And it needs to change. That's very, very important to understand. It's been hard sometimes, right? It's super hard to watch our kids go through tough things and not want to step in and take over or be the solution. We cannot, as an adult to adult children, we cannot be their solution. Like maybe one time out of a thousand can we actually be the solution. But that's only with permission, Because how did we learn? How did we become closer to Christ? How did we grow into what we are now? It's by our circumstances, by what God has allowed us to go through, by how we reacted to those things and how we dug into our Bibles and how we dug into our counselors and into those around us and into our church. It's time for our children to be able to do that also. Sometimes it's better to watch from afar, not far, not far, just watch from the edge and let them figure it out themselves. 
and watch their marriages and the relationships with God and each other grow because that's how we grow. We grow by walking through the hard stuff, not around it and definitely not by being lifted out of it, which is our tendency to do with our kids. We tend to lift them out of the yuck, but that doesn't help them. That doesn't help them grow. So I'm like, I really want you to hear to resist the urge to keep parenting when it's time to just be a parent. So in saying all of that, I know there's a few other things that's, that is really important as a parent. It, the hard things for us, right? Don't be offended when we do give advice <laughs> and they don't take it. That's another big one. We have to respect their opinions and their actions after we do share. That would be really hard. I. That would be really hard. I mean, I I was telling Ashley the other day that um, sometimes it's hard for me. When I was younger or even just a couple years ago, even now, really, honestly, um, when I – Jenna – okay, so Jenna, my younger sister, she um, – would like always take my advice when I was younger and it was a problem. I used that <laughs> to my full like power, you know, my <laughs> I use that a lot. And, um, I eventually it became like so bad. Like she would just do whatever I said, not even thinking that she had another option until my dad one day looked at her and was like, you don't have to listen to Julia. <laughs> she she literally it's like the scales fell off her eyes like she could not believe she'd never thought of that before and which is just so funny she laughs at it now too she's really glad she realized that and I'm glad for her because she doesn't need to do everything I say she's her own person she's uh she's honestly a She's a wonderful, so um, she really is smart, and so she doesn't need my advice. I don't need to take my advice all the time, um, but when – I know this isn't the same, but, like, uh, I was just saying how <laughs> it has been difficult, you know, when I wanted to give advice, I have to, like, be careful now because I get offended if she doesn't take it. Which mm-hmm. I think I told her before, <laughs> and which is really hard. Or I just like she, I I just try not to because I don't want her to like feel like she has to or whatever. Which is not the same as um what we're exactly what we're talking about. But I do know how it feels to just like give advice and then to have someone not do it and then to watch them not do the right thing. Not that Jenna does that. I'm not saying Jenna does that, but I just know that it would feel so sad if Jenna didn't take my advice and then something <laughs> happened or something. I don't know. I just feel like that would be that really is hard. hard. And so I can imagine, it is really hard. you know, yeah, being a mom and like, why didn't you just take my advice? But you can't say that because you gave it and you have to let them fall on their face. And be okay with them picking themselves up and learning from that mistake. It's not a direct correlation example because Jenna has not done that. But <laughs> but it is similar <laughs> in that I've learned we do have a lot of power. And I'm not even a mom. I'm just the older sister. So <laughs> there's a lot of power in authority. And um, you don't have that authority as a mom anymore when your kids are adults. 
And that's really hard. I can imagine that would be really hard. I'm trying to sympathize is what I'm trying to do. You're trying to sympathize. Yes. Yes. I get that. And it is. It is very difficult and it's hard to watch if they, you know, and sometimes our advice was wrong. And that's another thing we have to learn to admit when we're wrong. That's our whole lives, right? That's something that, but you, you still need to do that, especially when your kids are adults, because uh, they're a lot smarter than they used to be and they know Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you're wrong, right? So it just makes you look um, very unhealthy and very, um, the other, like, crazy. Okay. We're just going to say it. Makes you look like a crazy lady. Um, And that could be true. (laughs) Maybe you are the crazy lady. Um, Hope not. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like not offering our advice or opinion on things. I can imagine. I I don't have this the same way as a mom of a son does. But I know if my mother-in-law called and talked to my husband all the time and gave him her thoughts and her opinions and he took them or even if she just kept doing it, it would be very difficult on our marriage because it would feel like I was second place, Mm -hmm. that I wasn't his first priority, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I... My husband's like the opposite. I have to encourage him. I'm like, you need to call your mom. It's been a month or something, you know. But I know that there's a lot of times that moms want to talk to their sons. That's okay. But how often is good? How often is, he- you know, healthy in that? Because I I know, I know there's a special bond between sons and mothers. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've seen it over the years. I've seen it with my friends. But there has to be a time where that changes because you've raised him to be the man that he is and you have to trust that he is now going to be that for his wife, that he is going to learn for those things that you taught him, the things that were given that were biblical, and he's going to be a great dad and a great father without your interference. And without you having to talk to him every day or even every week, (laughs) I say that and some ladies are probably going to get there, you know, they're going to be planning my demise, (laughs) but it's true. Their wife needs to be the most important female in their life from the, the time they say I do until the, you know, death do them part. Mm -hmm. Um. Admit when you're wrong. I said that. I also think you should be quick to forgive them when they've done wrong and be quick to apologize when you realize you've done wrong. Like, so the apology thing going back and forth both times, you know, I think that's an important piece too. Yeah. Is there anything else, really anything else you would, you know, add to what I've talked about today, Julia? Anything to make more clear of what what I've said? Um, Well, I... I think just touching on the last one that you just said of 
asking forgiveness when you've done wrong and realizing that you've done it wrong. I know that whenever you guys have done that and you've admitted that you were wrong in something or you hurt me or you just really didn't handle a situation well when we talked and maybe we got in like an argument, not that we really do, but when we do, um, and you guys come back and just apologize for that and apologize for the situation and the way that you acted, that actually makes me respect you a hundred times more. Like, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, And just hearing, like, an apology from you about specific things makes me want to talk to you more and respect you more and get your advice on things because I see, like, that is a maturity piece. There's maturity in you guys admitting to your – that's very humbling for parents to admit to their kids that they did something wrong. And I recognize that and I see that and I would definitely respect if you were to do that. And I think vice versa, I know that if I've done something wrong, I need to go apologize to you or to dad. And, um, like, as an adult kid, I don't – I shouldn't just get away with (laughs) – well, it doesn't really matter. It's just my parents. They can handle it. Um, because that's not true. So that for sure is something that I would say is honestly up there. The other thing that we really didn't talk about with just the, in the beginning, we talked about respect, respecting adults' plans, your adult children's plans. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I would also mention is, um, with holidays specifically, I feel like that's a huge one. And one that is really difficult and painful, I think, for a lot of moms to work through and deal with. Um, But your kids don't need to see that you struggle so much with it. Your kids, that's what your husband is there for. That's what your friends are there for, is to help you work through the emotions of holidays when you don't get to see your kids. When your son or your daughter decides to go to the other um, spouse's house for that holiday, you need to be okay with that. And it's okay if you express disappointment. I'm not saying you're not allowed to like tell them how you feel, but you can't work through it with your kids. That's not their place to help you deal with your emotions. And, um, it's just not, it's not our job. It's not my job to handle your emotions, mom. Um, on the day of Thanksgiving when you miss us. And I know that you do because you say that you miss us, and I do. And it is hard because if I, like, there's no way. It's so hard. And you know this. It's so hard to decide where to go. It's so hard to decide which family to choose if you're in different states or cities or any type of distance. It's difficult. You have the same experience with your parents and Mm -hmm. their parents have the same experience with their parents. So you have to think like your kids, this is not like. This is not anything new. (laughs) Right. It's not anything new. There's literally nothing new. It is them trying to decide for them what's best for their family. And it's hard. It's not easy. And there are tears most of the time. And um, we still deal with stuff. But we also have talked about that on another episode, on a few different episodes. We've talked about holidays specifically. And if you want to go back and um, look at those, I'm going to try to find the episodes really quick so that you can actually go back and listen to them. It's episode 43. 
Um, and then 44 as well. And 45. We talked about holidays a lot. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so go back and listen to that if not. But other than that, I think you hit on a lot of really, really good things. Do you have any resources that you wanted to talk about specifically? I do. I have a book that um, when I was first beginning to Empty Nest, um, I read a book by Jim Burns, and it says, Doing life with your adult children, keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat out. And I think that's where I got a lot of um, how do I begin this empty nesting journey well? And that was a really good resource for me. So it was by Jim Burns. Um, it, it was, you know, it wasn't the end all be all. And I took some of those things. It's just like any other book. And I liked some of it and didn't care for other parts of it, but I chose what was best for me and learned from it. And it has really, really helped me develop. I believe I've got a really good relationship with my adult children. There are times that I overstep and I, and I need to apologize. Or there's times that I should have stepped up maybe and I need to apologize because um, sometimes I get caught up in um, my own things and I don't do something that I that might have been expected. <laughs> I guess you would say that's yeah. a whole other conversation. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like just recognizing those things and, and going forward, trying to make a point of changing and being better. Because I do. I want to go through the next... I, I don't want my kids to be so upset with me that they don't communicate with me at all and that they don't want to hang around and they don't want to come home for holidays or it's it's it creates anxiety for them. I want to make things special and I want to adjust and adapt. Now getting the sisters to do that, that's another thing. I'm just saying. It's not always mom. So um yeah. <laughs> so that's a thing that we might all need to talk about sometime. But <laughs> uh uh, but uh, that is a good resource. And of course, I'm always here to talk to you. If you've got specific questions or you really need something else explained or something explained from what we've talked about today, please reach out. Um, my email address is Sonja, S-O-N-J-A, at bigmomentmentor.com. Um, I would love to have a conversation with you about it. Or if you have a question you'd like us to discuss online um, during this podcast, that would be awesome way to do it also. Reach out if you need help. I definitely don't um, want you sitting there thinking you're the only one or there's no solution. Let us help you. Hmm. With that said, thank you all for listening in on today's episode. Um, if you enjoyed hearing us converse about this or um if you didn't <laughs> you can always <laughs> let us know if you have apple pa- apple podcasts you can scroll all the way down to the bottom of the moments matter podcast and there is a place to leave a review and a rating and um yeah let us know what you think uh we also are on um the big moment mentor community on facebook and on instagram or uh, what are you on Instagram? You're Sonia. <laughs> big moment. Nope, I'm big moment mentor. Oh, you are big moment mentor. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can go there and comment on that as well. Just let us know. We love having comments. We love what you guys liked, knowing what you guys liked, what you didn't like. And um, we really do love just getting to know what you guys want to talk about. We know that moments matter, and you never know which moments will end up mattering the most. So we're here to give you actionable steps toward taking them to the next level for the present and for eternity. 